you're listening to the Two Minute Time Lord. Hi, I'm Chip, and this is the Two Minute Time Lord podcast for February 26, 2010. Today is day minus one of the Gallifrey Convention, at least when I'm recording this. And I say that because, in a strange way, the Gallifrey One Convention has already begun, even though the first bit of programming hasn't happened yet. People have been arriving since Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday to what, in some respects, is the mecca of Doctor Who fandom. Possibly the biggest Doctor Who convention of all, at least according to several definitions, is happening in the U.S. rather than the U.K. I've had a great time so far. I've had the chance to meet some of my fellow podcasters, uh, some really, really great folks. And I've had the chance to socialize with them and see Los Angeles. But tomorrow is when Gallifrey One begins in earnest. I've taken some time to talk to some of the early arrivers to find out what Gallifrey One means for them. And although this particular podcast is going to be a bit longer than two minutes, I tried to keep the interviews themselves within that two-minute time frame so you can get some quick snapshots of just who's come to Gallifrey One and why. Hi, I'm Tardis Tara. And this is my second year at Gallifrey, although I used to go to an awful lot of conventions in the 80s. As I said, this is my second Gallifrey. My first one was last year when I brought my TARDIS here for the first time. I have a full-size TARDIS prop that uh, my husband and I and some friends built, and it took us two years to build it. And when we were done, my husband said, well, we should take it somewhere. And I said, well, let's go to Gallifrey. We've never been to Gallifrey. So we lugged it here last year. We had a great time, and now we're back. Why did it take you uh, so many years to uh, come to your first Gallifrey? Well, uh, I primarily went to conventions on the East Coast. Uh, I knew a lot of people on the East Coast in those days. I didn't know a lot of people on the West Coast. And uh, for some reason, people in Texas seem to think that California is like a whole other country. So, uh, yeah, I never got out here to Gallifrey, although I heard wonderful things about it. And uh, we were living in New Mexico when we finished our building our TARDIS and uh, we decided that Gallifrey was not that far away to drive. And by many measures, Gallifrey is the biggest show in the world when it comes to Doctor Who fandom. Um, what, as a longtime Doctor Who fan, what does, what does the Gallifrey Convention mean to you? Well, the Gallifrey Convention means to me uh, friendship. It is uh, It is the largest small con that I've ever attended. I attended a lot of fan-run conventions in the 80s that were about 350 people, and it was great. It was like getting together with all your best friends, and the guests intermingled with uh, all the fans, and we had a great time. And Gallifrey's exactly like that, only on a huge scale. I mean, we have over 1,000 attendees, but at the same time, everybody's hanging out in little cliques. They're having a great time. The guests are wandering through. You can go to the bar and have a drink with them. And it's a great time. It's the biggest little con in existence. Is it like the gathering of the tribe or the gathering of the tribes, plural? Hmm, that's a very good question. Uh, I'd have to say it's a gathering of many different tribes because everybody seems to be in little tiny cliques and then they interact with other cliques and they drag other people over and say, hey, you've got to meet so-and-so, he does this. Oh, you've got to meet so-and-so, she does this. And it's a great place to uh, interact with other fans, uh, especially people that you've talked to for years on the net and never actually met in person. It, there's so many people here who are meeting for the first time. I mean, they've talked to each other online for 
four and five years, and, and then suddenly, you know, let's just go and meet. And they meet at Gallifrey, and it's a great place to do it. Tell me a little bit about your podcast. <laughs> I'm on the Happiness Patrol. Uh, on the Happiness Patrol, I'm Tara W. And uh, the Happiness Patrol is a very insane podcast that vaguely touches on Doctor Who. Um, it's uh, not for those under 18. Uh, it can be very rude in times. And uh, we tend to concentrate on the more entertaining aspects of Doctor Who. We don't like to be too serious and we don't like to uh, talk about dark subjects. We're all about the fun. Fantastic. Thanks, Tara. I asked Tara that question about tribe versus tribes because I'm really interested in seeing how the different aspects of Doctor Who fandom will interrelate this weekend. Hi, I'm Nat from Nottingham, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Bridging the Rift podcast. Nat, what made you decide to come to Gallifrey 21? It just seems to be the Doctor Who convention. I, I live in the UK, obviously, but it just seems this is the convention. And obviously my other co-hosts will be here. They're, they're both from North America, so I haven't met them before. So that's an interesting opportunity. Is it odd for the Doctor Who convention to be in the U.S. instead of the U.K.? It certainly seems like it should be in the U.K., but this is a more old-fashioned convention in terms of the fact that it still seems to be run for the fans, by fans, and the guests are kind of just mingling in rather than you know, behind cordons and... Um, well, some of the guests are sponsored here, but some UK conventions, it's all about paying to see the guests and paying for a signed photograph and so on, and which I'm not really interested in. I'm all about getting involved with the other fans, fan creativity, but also the creative people behind the show, as, you know, as well as the actors too. Now, I've been hearing a lot from uh, people tonight about the notion of different tribes of fans, different groups of fans. Your podcast is all about bringing the different aspects of fandom together. Um, are you expecting to see um, sort of a more welcoming vibe for different kinds of fans here at Gallifrey One? I, I hope so. We're definitely trying to get involved with as many different types of fan creativity while we're here. Uh, you know, as you say, our remit is to bring different parts of the fandom together by allowing them to see what's happening in you know, fan art and cosplay, costuming, fan films, fan fiction and so on. So we're definitely going to be talking to as many different tribes, as you say, while we're here and hopefully exposing those to the world on our podcast. One of the problems with such a, you know, tribalized atmosphere in Doctor Who fandom is that you have a, a certain amount of dismissiveness on the part of some fans towards other fans, the people who don't care for Second Life, the people who don't care for cosplay, the people who are possibly even greater fans of fan fiction than of the source material. What's it like getting them all in a room together, do you think? It's a really good question. I would be interested to see what happens personally. I noticed that there's currently a live journal role play meetup happening at one side of the lobby, and um, I'm not sure whether they're they're mingling so much. But I, I I don't think everyone has to be forced together if they don't want to be forced together. But I I think there is value in what everyone's doing, and we're going to try and talk to different groups and so forth so that people if they want to can can hear this without having to maybe come along and ask questions they can they can hear what we've asked and what we've learned hi 
I'm MJ. I'm Rude Not Ginger on LiveJournal. I'm with LiveJournal RP. And tell me what LiveJournal RP is. Uh, basically, we're just a group of people who enjoy writing fan fiction together. So we generally write from a character's point of view in reaction to other characters. It's a great way to be a community and to learn and grow as writers. So why bring this online community uh, to a place like uh, the Gallifrey One Convention? Well, we all love Doctor Who, and sometimes it's hard, especially when you're an American, to have other people to talk to, especially about something like role-playing, because most people think it's so silly. And we meet up, we have a couple of drinks, we talk about the things that we love. It's so much fun. How many of you are here? Uh, right now, it's about 16 of us, but I know we're waiting for another four people to show up, and there are a couple people who won't be here until Saturday or Sunday. Now, there are a lot of different flavors of Doctor Who fan. There are the people who are just interested in the television show and don't care for role-playing groups or basically, you know, the show is the show. We don't care about the fan creativity side of things. And then there are folks like you who are really doing your own thing and sort of expanding the community and participating in it. Lots of different sort of tribes of uh, Doctor Who fans coming into the same place. Tell me a little bit about what it's like to come to this sort of big Doctor Who convention with all of these different groups of people in one place. This is the first year I've actually come in and saying, hi, I'm a role player. Because when you first, when I first year coming two years ago, I was kind of nervous. I thought everyone was going to think I'm a nerd being a role player. But so many people who are here at Gallifrey are just so open. You say, hey, I role play. And they say, oh, what's that like? And they ask you. There are a couple of people here I've met who never role played before meeting me at Gallifrey 1. And then they logged in and they tried it and they loved it. Or they didn't like it. It's just something you can either try and love or not. And I've never met anyone here who has not been open and understanding about being a role player, being a fan fiction writer. It's just your own thing. You don't, they don't like it. They don't care. And what are you looking forward to the most about this weekend? Um, I'm actually looking forward to the Where the Hell Can Torchwood Go Now panel because one of our role players, um, quite homoerotic on live journal, she plays Jack Harkness, is going to be on the panel. She's incredibly witty and wonderful. It's going to be awesome. I think all of us are going to go watch her and support her. My name is Johanna Mead, uh, aka Brit Geek Girl on various online forums. I have been coming to Gallifrey technically throughout eight years, but there was a gap in the middle. Really, as far as I'm concerned, my first Gallifrey was about four years ago. My husband and I, uh, who was tolerating my Doctor Who habit, because he was a sci-fi fan, came down with me, and we were at a panel with uh, Stephen Muffin, Tom McRae, and my husband looks around and he says, are me and Stephen Moffat the only straight men here? And I says, yes, pretty much. And then he looks around and sees various females and goes, all right. <laughs> Tell me, personally, what does, Gallifrey, what does the Gallifrey Convention mean to you? It's a wonderful gathering of like-minded people, like any kind of sort of tribal organization. Um, you can all get together and have a great time without fear of ridicule. You can let certain defenses down and share things without worrying about being looked at like, oh, what the hell are you? Um, given that it's the largest Doctor Who convention in the United States. Um, and it's just a wonderful social time. There are people who I only ever see here. So I keep talking to them online, but seeing them face to face is so much more important. So it's a wonderful time to see many friends face to face. How has the convention changed in the last four years as um, 
it's shifted into more and more, there's been more and more awareness of the new show as opposed to celebrating an old show. Has the, has the convention changed in that amount of time? Well, absolutely. I mean, the convention can't ignore the existence of the new show. And also the fact the attendance has grown, I think three years ago it was 800, and this year they're predicting about 2,000. Um, that's all attributable to the new show. And um, the staff and the attendees here, they are not going to resent the new show. Um, well, some fans do, but the smart ones don't. Uh, fandom survives by bringing in new fans. And many new fans have come in through Chris Eccleston and David Tennant and Matt Smith. And the smart fans and this convention embrace them. And so, yes, the cons change in that it includes programming for the new show rather than just being about big finish in the wilderness years and the BFAs and what have you. Oh, the EDAs, pardon me. Um, but I think this convention has been incredibly welcoming towards the new fan and has tried very hard to not make them feel excluded despite the majority of, quote, old school, end quote, fans who are present. Now, you are standing before me in civilian clothing for probably the last time this weekend. Um, you, are the, the, you are in charge of the masquerade at Gallifrey One. How welcomed are costumers at Gallifrey One and how welcomed are they in Doctor Who fandom in general? I think they're more welcome than they were about three years ago, I must admit. With the new show coming in, it's brought in new fans, and many of those new fans have come from an anime background. And um, to anime fans, cosplaying is like how they breathe. And I must admit, four years ago, I was at Gallifrey, and I had made 15 hall favors to hand out to people I saw in costume. I only handed out eight. This year, well, I've made 300 and I'm probably going to run out. I think the, um, the new show has re-encouraged customers. At one point, this convention uh, has acknowledged that the costuming and cosplay has come back to the fandom and has been extremely uh, open-armed about it. You know, they brought back the masquerade. Um, they're letting us run it how we want to um, instead of just kind of jamming us in before the headline act on Saturday night. Um, so it's not the talent show that it used to be. It's now more of a costume contest, you know, classic masquerade, they say sci-fi masquerade. But um, I think this convention and the fandom in general have both become far more um, open and welcoming for customers because you know what? We're just, we're all fans of the show. We're all fans and this is how we express it. The last word in this sort of prequel to the Gallifrey One convention comes from a professional writer whom I saw for the first time tonight, after interviewing him a couple of times, without a waistcoat. Hi there, I'm Tony Lee, and I'm the writer of the ongoing Doctor Who series for IDW. And this is uh, your second Gallifrey convention? Uh, it is, it is. Um, I came here for the first time last year, and although this hasn't really started already on a Thursday night, it's about... 200% more hectic and enjoyable than last year's was. Now, how is this kind of a convention in uh, America different from uh, convention life uh, in the UK these days? What makes what what makes Los Angeles such a de destination for Doctor Who fans? Um, well, I will say immediately that I wouldn't say that there's much of a difference. Um, one of the biggest differences you have over here is the cosplayers. Um, the cosplayers in America are respected. There's a lot more in relation to doing uh, panels about how to do this. In England, it's more along the lines of, oh, you're the guy in the fancy dress. 
and it, it's not quite the same. I'm sorry, I, I was distracted. Someone just gave me a bottle of beer. Um, but the, the other thing, big thing as well, though, is obviously in Los Angeles, the, the licensing laws mean that the bar stops at 12 and people stand in the lobby, which might sound, oh, that sounds a bit bad, but in England, the bar stays open until the last resident goes to sleep, usually, which means that people will still be spread across the hotel. But with a convention like Gallifrey, it means that at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, you've pretty much got all the convention goers are within a 50-foot square area, which means that you do make a lot more friends a lot quicker, a lot more social sides are, are, are experimented on, and it's a lot better. Is there, something that, is there something also to the fact that in America, Doctor Who is still pretty much a cult phenomenon as opposed to uh, being sort of part of the oxygen in um, the UK? Yeah, I mean, in England you go to a Doctor Who convention and it's probably more 60-70% of the people are fans who have been going for the last 30 years, they've been there since they were kids, and it's very much a classic Who kind of side. In America it's great because realistically 80% of the people standing around us right now, sorry, 80% of the people standing around us right now are probably people who have never seen an episode of the classic Doctor Who unless at a convention or at a friend's house or something like that. They know Torchwood, they know Eccleston, they know Tennant, they now know Smith. But if you start talking about whether Troughton was better than Pertwee, they will look blankly at you and nod lots. And this is not entirely a bad thing, is it? No, oh God, no, no. The fact they've come along here and embraced it is amazing. But in England, there's a lot more of the classic who comes in. New who almost becomes an afterthought. Here, it's, oh, it's brilliant. I mean, you, I've, I've bumped into Americans in the last couple of days who have, have said, I've seen one Doctor Who episode ever. And it's like a tenant episode. I've seen one Doctor Who episode. But I've come to this convention because I want to learn more. And, and the fact that they've come to this convention full of these people just to learn about Doctor Who is amazing. And that's my prequel to the Gallifrey One convention, which begins in earnest, as I said, on Friday morning with programming, programming, and more programming. I'll be able to bring you a couple of interviews during the weekend, but for wall-to-wall Gallifrey One coverage, may I heartily recommend Radio Free Scarrow. If you're one of my few listeners who hasn't, who hasn't heard of Radio Free Scarrow, the three jaunty Canadians, Stephen, Warren, and Chris, are definitely going to be saturating the airwaves with Gallifrey updates, so check them out as well. Look for an interview with Paul Cornell coming from me within the next day or so, and a couple of other little tidbits from the Gallifrey One convention. And now, a special musical outro. I drank a beer, I'd be better. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful.